1: Good evening, Jennifer.
2: Good evening, Josh.
1: Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh and Ed. I'm Josh. I'm Jen. And uh, Ed, we don't know where Ed is, so we'll conference him in as soon as we hear from him. Hopefully, he'll be wow. logging on in just a minute to discuss the latest episode of Glee entitled "Glee Actually Christmas Episode Part 3, <laughs> uh, which is always exciting. Glee always uh, does a Christmas. Or this is this is. The third... Is this the third or fourth Christmas episode? It's the third Christmas album. Okay, so they... Maybe they didn't do a Christmas episode last year.
2: Or the first year?
1: They did one... I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Research! Yay! uh, People in the chat room. It's a
2: Google search away. Folks
1: in the chat room, let me know how that went down and uh, correct us. Uh, But thank you for joining us. We are uh, joining you uh, from, uh, from my office... Which we will call Studio... A- a- oh Studio J? Okay, we're calling it Studio <laughs> J. Um, and we'll come up with a cool production name. It'll be called like... Uh, uh, it'll be called like... Freaking Cold Productions. <laughs>
2: oh, come on. For people that have listened yeah. to the
1: podcast for a long time, you um, might know that we used to record in the loft at our apartment. Uh, we did and Ed's in Indiana. Uh so we would just Skype. We've always just Skyped him in. I think there's one episode in the history of the show where Skype w- where Ed actually was in the room. Oh, that's right. I think it was right. an idol episode. It was an idol
2: one, yes. And he was on the sofa and he was like just chomping at the bit he wanted so bad to, you know, jump in. But... He had a
1: microphone. He set a microphone for one of them.
2: Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Um, it was
2: fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: oh, absolutely. But uh but yes, yeah, so um we we used to record in our loft and our apartment used to become a thousand degrees and so we would do shows where it was so incredibly hot well now we flipped the script entirely and we've moved into a new home and uh, we are recording in my office which is a detached guest house connected to the garage where it is like six degrees and so <laughs> it's not cold. that bad
2: <laughs> yes it is it is chilly it's refreshing we'll be more awake right?
1: <laughs> and that's what we'll call uh, it alert absolutely that's what we're going to call. It. We're more awake. Mm-hmm. Uh but thank you for joining us. We open there with Happy Christmas War is Over, possibly my favorite Christmas song. Um yeah. that's up there. That's in the top 3, I would say, favorite yeah. Christmas songs. Um and uh we have the entire Glee The Music The Christmas Album Volume 3. Uh, because you can't have enough subtitles on that record, but we have them all. And there's a couple songs on there that were not actually in the episode, so we'll go ahead and take a listen to those. And uh, that's how we will. Um, that's how we will do the music. Very in this nice particular episode. Uh, but before we do, Jennifer, Josh, how's the Christmas shopping? You done?
2: Uh no. <laughs> no. That this is a I, plane, by the way. Everybody drink. Yes. This is a plane. Um, in, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the role of the fire trucks tonight will be played by the airplanes. <laughs> um, no, I'm not finished. I was no? almost finished with you, and then somebody gave you the same gift oh. this weekend. So there's one other little thing I need to pick up for you. Awesome! I'm I honored
1: s- that you're replacing it, though. That you're not just being like, "Well, one down." Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, you mean like my birthday present that broke and I returned? And okay, then I still so have to buy talk. from my. I have to buy for my Elster. elfster.
1: Oh, you still have to buy Recipient? for your elfster. Yes. So my my family, um, <clears throat> excuse me my my family. Uh, I have three brothers and my folks, and uh, we used to get presents for everybody. And it, uh, you know, there are families that are just like they. You know, th- there's two ways to go, right? You can get one great present for one person, or you can get a whole bunch of little presents for everyone. And I don't know. My family was just like, "We're cheap. Let's just get one present a year." <laughs> so yeah. we all like we just draw names out of a hat, and you get one other person. And we use this website oh. called Elfster, which is the bomb. It's
2: really cool, great, and you can great like service.
1: everybody creates an account on Elfster, and you create like a gift exchange on there. And then if you use it again and again, you'll never draw the same person.
2: Yes, it it randomly assigns different recipients for you, and. Even the person who organizes online doesn't know who gets who unless they peek, and yes. they shouldn't. Um, I did not. And so it's really cool. So you get to set up stuff, and then like each person gets to create a wish list, which is nice, and then... You can ask questions anonymously of either your Elster recipient or just other people to mess with their heads. <laughs> and you which can create like a questionnaire. Year. Yeah, you can create questions. It's it's pretty so much fun.
1: It's so this is our totally unsponsored I know, right? Uh, We're not getting money of for Elster. It. It's a free service. It's well, fun. after it can be of use to you. Yeah. <laughs> like if you wanted to use it, you You'd probably have to needed scramble to get in there
2: two weeks. Yeah. Ago. But it's fun because, well, so yes, it was Josh's family and myself last year because we were married and it was like, okay, you know, we can't include everybody, so it's just family. But this year we have extended it to um, one of his brothers' girlfriends, and so it's 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 growing. It's a lot of fun. Looking forward. So yes, those are the two things. Well, and my niece, and I think my stepfather. Anyhow, I've got a couple of things to get, but you know.
1: So you're almost done with Christmas almost shopping. Almost done. And you? Uh, I well, the problem with me and Christmas shopping is I do it all very early. So I've been I've been like quote unquote done with Christmas shopping for like two weeks. But then I really like giving gifts to people. So what happens is for two weeks I've been like I'm done with Christmas shopping. I bought all my stuff and I make like a really detailed list. And apparently it makes me talk like a fourteen year old black girl. I don't know why that happened but uh i'm like i'm done with my christmas shopping and then oh, i have now two weeks where every day i'm surrounded by christmas people christmas shopping and i get five minutes and i'm on amazon and i'm like jennifer would love that or i'll be like oh i love this i, <laughs> Is have, it to, that heated I have to buy vibrating foot bath? <laughs> <laughs> so i continue buying things oh okay so i've continued even though i've yes. been done for weeks i continue buying things right up until the last possible moment Lucky me. <laughs> but uh, we hope that you are done with your Christmas shopping and all of the uh, the excitement. We uh, Jennifer and I do a Christmas Spectacular every year. If you're a new listener, um, that might be new to you. You can go back through the archives of the show and hear some of our old ones. We've been doing them for like six, five years now. Well,
2: 2007 was the first okay. one. So this will be...
1: So this will be the 2012 Christmas Spectacular. And we do a little collection of Christmas songs <clears throat> and we'll put it up on the feed probably later this week. So you have a little time to listen to it before the holidays. Um, but uh, look forward to that. In the meantime, I've become addicted to the Sound Opinions Christmas Spectacular, uh, which is the probably my favorite podcast that I'm not on.
2: Do they uh, call it a Christmas Spectacular?
1: They've just started to this year. In years past, they just called wow. it their Christmas show. Um, but Sound Opinions is a podcast out of Chicago. These two rock critics talk about modern rock music and, and uh, pop and, and hip hop. And it's a really cool show if you're into like you know bands you probably haven't heard of. Really cool show to listen to. Um, but then every Christmas, they have this guy, Andy Surzan, who's a, a club promoter in Chicago, comes on. And this guy's obsession is old 45 Christmas songs. And his main passion is regional hits. So, like, the young folks might not know this. But in the age before Best Buy, and well, before iTunes, certainly. And then before that, before, like, Best Buy. And even before that, before Strawberries in the Warehouse. You had um, like little tiny regional companies would find acts and they would press 2045s and they would just go to every record store in the area and every club in the area and they'd sell these 45s and uh, you could become a huge hit just in Chicago or just in Detroit. You could become a huge hit. And it was a fascinating time and there's all these little 45s kind of laying around that people now hunt and collect. And this guy's obsessed with the Christmas ones. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And so his new one this year is called Santa Soul and it's all Christmas soul music. And you can find it on christmas.soundopinions.org, another unpaid endorsement for a Christmas show. <laughs> That's two kids. Wow. Two for the price of zero. Um, Not but, too shabby. <laughs> two for the desire of zero. But I highly recommend it. I've been listening to it for like two days straight, christmas.soundopinions.org. And you can listen to Andy Serzan's Christmas Spectacular. And it's awesome. And I'm, we're totally going to have a couple of those songs on our Christmas, on our Christmas Spectacular. Because, the original. Uh, the original. Christmas and I think
2: Spectacular. we
1: might be able to bring in now. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, it's ringing. It's ringing. Let's see if he answers.
2: And I love that his picture, he has his Ed arms Giordano. outstretched like he's ready to greet us.
1: Ed, are you there?
2: Yes, I am. What's <gasps> up? Ed!
1: Ed, how are what? you doing?
3: I'm doing good. I just got back from Epcot. I got the, the line for Test Track was longer than I thought. <laughs> uh, Aww. No worries.
2: uh Okay, how many times have you done Test Track this month?
3: <laughs> um, well, I I Out guess three. three. <laughs> I mean, I did it two times, two or three times before the ride opened, and I did it one time just now after the uh, ride had opened. Wow. And I thought they were going to have, like, a whole bunch of, like, stuff, like, because yeah, at the beginning of the ride, you design it. You're, you design a car. Wow. But unfortunately, what? that, that like, and then, like, after you've designed the car, like, it tells you how good your car is in relation to other cars that uh, that people designed. But oh, unfortunately, wow. that that option isn't really working, I guess. <laughs>
2: Okay. Well, and, we're glad you're here.
1: Yes, we're glad. that. Yes, I'm glad <gasps> you, you made it in. I, have you finished your Christmas shopping?
3: Are you delusional?
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apparently I am.
3: I'll have, take I, that I, as a no. Have, have I begun my Christmas shopping? Yes. Oh. Have <laughs> I? Completed it. Uh, no,
2: you're surrounded
1: even. by gift shops all day say, long. You
2: should just get everybody <laughs> embroidered, you know, monogrammed. Exactly. Mouse ears. No, no,
3: I mean, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing, like, I'm doing it logically. I'm buying people, like, I'm buying gifts for people who I'm going to be giving to them on Christmas Day, like now. Right. I'm them, that, but then, then my family, I'm not going to see until post January. So who cares if I buy it on December 26th, the January 1st?
2: No one. <laughs> no one. They'll never know, and you'll save fifty percent.
3: <laughs> Pretty much. So I'm like, yeah. I'll just, I'll wait. It's okay. Like right. the difference.
2: oh Well, that's awesome.
1: Well, we well, have okay. gathered here tonight to discuss Glee in remembrance actually. of yeah, in remembrance of good episodes of Glee. No, I'm joking. Um... No,
3: no, no, you're not. That was <laughs> it. Was a good episode of Glee. Yeah, uh, it, was it is fun.
1: We're talking about Glee, actually. The uh, Now, Ed, do you remember, is it the third or fourth Christmas episode?
3: Third. I was done mm-hmm. for season one because it was already done. Like, okay. The season was already done. So That's yeah, definitely... right. He's
1: exactly oh, right because the first season started in January.
2: <gasps> That's r- okay. Yep.
1: So this is the third Christmas episode. Thank you, Ed. And we are here to discuss... Uh, oh, my God. I feel so old. The puppy person in the chat room said, 45s are records? Yeah, forty fives are the records and they were kind of
2: smallish. That. They were small. Well, forty five.
1: Well, <laughs> they turned spun at forty five RPMs.
2: Exactly. That's the.
1: <laughs> yes, forty fives are records. The thing about forty fives is you had a song on one side and a song on the other side, and that's why you might hear the term the B side. So Which, the A-side was your single, like, whatever you wanted to play on the bought. radio. It's
2: and the one you the, bought it for.
1: Exactly. And the B-side was, like, their backup. And sometimes the B-side was actually the bigger hit.
2: And it, beca- Yeah. I mean, there were fans that were like, oh, well, you know, you listen to, you know, the A-side on the radio all the time. But I have the B-side, and I listen to this, and it's the cool one to listen to.
0: And
1: <laughs> oh, Ice Ice Baby was a B-side. That's a famous one famous popular b side. anyway uh yes it's hilarious (laughs) now the other puppy person says i know what records are mostly you're killing me smalls you're killing (laughs) me records are pretty amazing Uh, i mean well
2: vinyl has such a unique sound to it and you can oh there's just yeah it's a very unique sound it's true it's it's pure i mean it's 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 rough and it's and you can Kieran scratch them and
1: make them go wiki wiki. Um, Ed, what did you think of boy. Glee, actually? What was your temperature on the episode?
3: I thought the episode was really good. The um, only, wait. If, I don't understand. I guess it was kind of like, I know it was supposed to be like love, actually. But it, I didn't really feel that vibe. I guess there was multiple storylines. It just felt like a normal episode of Glee, like a normal season four episode of Glee with multiple storylines. It didn't feel particularly love, actually, like. <laughs> In that, in,
1: yeah, that was the it, that was the struggle I had as well. I I did like the episode. I liked it much more the second time. The first time I didn't really get it. The second time I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, you
2: caught a lot more,
1: and I caught a lot more. Definitely. Um. Th- yeah, that was kind of the struggle I had too. Like when you name it after Love Actually, which is such an. I mean, it's like it's a, like a, it's a fucking perc- perfect movie. movie. Yeah, it's you so can't. Good. You you really can't top Love Actually, and so you really like. You know, if you were to satire, um, if you were to satire, like, It's a Wonderful Life, which they kind of did. Um, mm-hmm. which, yeah. you know. which
3: I thought was really good. Like, that was a good nine-minute segment. I was like, whoa, it was yeah. like a mini-episode in itself.
2: Well, I mean, to me, I mean, I, I loved it and I love what they were going for. And I love how the the different characters got their own little story and it had their own personality to it. But to me, it, it felt more like watching, um, was it Treehouse of Terror? Like, it felt more like an (laughs) anthology rather than um, an ensemble. Hmm. But I still loved it. I thought it was fantastic, and I thought it was a lot of fun, and and I think really well handled and and emotional, and I teared up.
1: I think the struggle I had with it was whenever you do an episode like this where it's a bunch of, like, you know, like, Glee's always – Um, several different stories vaguely intertwined and I think the pitch that made this one Love Actually is like each act was an entirely encapsulated story and there was kind of like a circling up at the end Um uh, typo. No, that was Ian Brennan as the director of the mobster movie on the Paramount lot. Um, even though they kind of intertwined at the end, they were pretty much standalone for the you know majority of the episode. I mean, it,
3: I, I had no issue with how I liked how like you jumped ahead, like it, like you're like, well, it's like with Kirsten line, Oh, it's Christmas, and then the other ones. Like, I thought that was really like considering. How many characters that they went through? I felt like I had a sufficient time with all of them. Like, yeah, if they want to, if they want to just adopt this style, I wouldn't be angry.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you're right because they got to address everybody and 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 give them a solid plot line. And to me, the for some reason, the episode felt longer and not in a bad. Oh way. my god,
3: it felt so like like so like it felt like so much happened. Yeah,
2: but, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't like plotting and being like, oh my god, is this thing going to end? I thought it was really good. For me, the the challenge
1: was that. I didn't like some of the stories as much as I liked other ones. I think that was the struggle I had that um, tonally they were different enough that like, yeah, they weren't, it was hard to equal. Yeah, they weren't equal. And so, you know, there were some that like I just wasn't as excited about as others. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, that was kind of the only disappointment. Um, Mainly like the Puckerman story, the whole time they were in LA, I just didn't care. I thought it was kind of, odd and we'll 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 go through them one by one but um but yeah we we have lots of uh songs to play uh as i've said ed we have the entire christmas album volume three and there's several songs that are not actually in the episode so uh we'll be listening to those one by one here's one of them now here's a bit of i i'll be home for christmas uh off of the glee christmas album volume three here on the gleeful podcast
0: Dreaming tonight of a place I love even more than I usually do, and although I know it's a long
1: Keeper, the answer is yes and no. There's a whole discussion going on in the chat room right now that we have to d- address right away. Oh, God. A whole bunch of people that have never seen Love Actually. <laughs> now, people.
2: Are you assigning homework?
1: Seriously. Th- exactly. This is homework. I'm going to need book reports from all of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, like, people. I don't know. <laughs> this. It, I mean, it's an outstanding movie. Like, to, that movie is... That, it, that's an outstanding
2: movie. Go to you your can't. local video store. Go to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> go to Netflix, go to Redbox. I have to mention them all because they're members. Um, go to Target, go to Walmart. <laughs> Buy it, rent it, stream it.
1: Oh, sorry about that. Uh, believe in it. Believe, yes. <laughs> yes. So good. Uh, here's a voicemail, a little uh, akin to what we were discussing.
0: Hey, Justin and Ed, it's Listen to Christine. Um, I just have one thing to say about this episode. Could Glee Actually, which is supposed to be inspired... By my favourite film of all time, Love Actually. Th- there was no similarities whatsoever. So don't say that it's inspired by a film when really you're referencing another film. Um, also, Burt Ship's claim. That's my three-word re- review. <laughs> Burt Ship's claim. Anyway, hope you guys have an awesome show, and I'll be listening to the podcast soon. Bye. <laughs>
2: That might have to be the title of the episode. What Bert, Bert Ship's clean? Yeah, yes.
3: Bert does ship clean. I was like, I thought Bert wanted it more than either either than either yes. Klain, either of <laughs> like, did.
2: Well, because he gets like the best out of both of them for him as a dad. You know, like he he loves Kurt, and we know that. And there's n- there's nothing to ever question that. But he also gets, you know, that joy of enjoying sports with that other person. So, like yes. together, they, you know, he gets so much from them. Well, <laughs> sweet.
3: They pretty, they pretty much told us in this episode that if there's a season five, Kurt and Rachel will still be a part of it. That's what they told. That's what they told me in this episode personally. That's what I heard.
1: Kurt and oh, because because Ra- Kurt's going to Niada.
3: Blaine's going to Oh, yeah. And Blaine's going to of, oh.
1: yeah, and, and Blaine's
2: gonna get in. I hear
1: what you... I thought you said Kurt and Rachel were still yeah. going and, to be part no, of no,
3: it. No, 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 no. I'm saying Kurt and Rachel are going to be a part of it because Blaine's going Blaine to be a part of carried it. Blaine ah, over. I see.
1: Well, there you go. That's an interesting point. I, it was kind of funny that... I Maybe I remember wrong, but I remember Niata being like a third tier school. Where, like, if, like, there was the episode where she met Lindsay from the Glee Project, where Rachel met Lindsay from the Glee Project, and she was like, um, Yeah, I'm going to Juilliard, and you might be able to get into NYU. And they were like, We won't get into either of those schools. I guess we'll go to Niata. And now Kurt's saying, It's the greatest performing arts school in the country.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Definitely sure. Uh, let's talk about uh, Artie's story that started off the episode, kind of their spin on It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I
3: I th- love that Rory came back. I thought this yeah. was great. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I love that Rory came back. I love that Rory is, like, straight up six inches taller than Kevin McHale.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I love that we could understand what he was saying. Yes. <laughs> he, was, he was really good in that role. Yeah, he was And cute. I wish, like, part of me wished that somebody pointed out or question like why are you back or where did you go but i get it you know now he's you know the angel that only artie can see but i thought it was really well done
1: i wanted that to be the entire episode i would have happily watched an entire episode that was what if artie had never joined the glee club what would the world be and then what if finn had never joined the glee club
3: i i think exactly i'm glad that they chose not to do that because I felt like I got everything I needed out of that storyline without being drawn for an entire episode.
2: I actually agree with Ed, because the way they laid it all out in the beginning, there was a part of me that thought, okay, if they're going to do this for the next, you know, 37 minutes, I don't think, I think it's going to get a little diluted, a little distorted. We got, we, we
3: got what we needed out of it without, without being bored of it.
2: Exactly. And, you, and, and there was so much that, you know, you didn't need him to then... Realize everything was the way it was because it was meant to be, and you don't see him like wheeling yeah, through the you're, halls you're, you're, and saying like "I love you guys." Like it was good. It,
3: it, you, you have to have faith in your audience. Yes, the audience can put one plus one together. They're like,
2: yes. oh, well I thought it was. I I really liked it that way.
1: Uh, and I think and it would we, have
2: like drawn me crazy, driven me crazy, like all black and white like that.
1: <laughs> the concept of uh, Artie as the glue, and with no glue, there's no glee. That was. Incredibly sweet, I thought. I thought there was an incredibly yes. sweet thing to say about Artie's character, mm-hmm. who often gets forgotten and brushed aside. Yeah. And to say, "Without glue, there is no glee," I thought that was pretty adorable. And that I, worked for me.
2: Yeah, and I think it was done with the right character too. Because if you had said, "You know, Tina, without you, you know, there was no glee," we all know that wouldn't have worked. And in you know, maybe Bye. you could have applied it <laughs> to a couple of other people, but not. But I think you know, Artie's been already has been the glue he's been the rock of it he's been the director and he's been a friend to everybody and i i i really liked that i would love <laughs> to sweet.
1: see the episode where tina's not in glee club and no one notices Aww. like the Glee no, club no, no, no. Just continues. No, she goes
3: she goes like she has the exact same sequence but everything's exactly the yeah. same <laughs> That's she's like so mean what are you trying to say? Oh, <laughs>
1: it's like the anti forest Gump. But we'd find like at the very end that like Mike is like Mike never became a dancer. There's like one. No, no, minister. no. no. Mike Mike never everything's existed. better. <laughs> <laughs> everything's better. Oh, like, that's they, so mean. They, no. or, or Mike never sectionals
3: existed. because they don't waste their time. Like, well,
1: that, was, um, that was an episode of Married with Children 100 years ago where they did a This American Life episode. And Al. It's oh, a Wonderful just, Life. Uh, yes, thank you. They did an "It's a Wonderful Life" episode. <laughs>
2: Cause that was the third non-paid sponsorship.
1: <laughs> and um, oh, we just lost Ed. It's connecting. Uh, we're bringing him back. But yes, they did a, uh, a, a "It's a Wonderful Life" episode. And Al saw what his life would be if he'd never met uh, Peggy and had kids, and their life was amazing. Yes. And so he, he, it was at the end of It's a Wonderful Life where he's like, I have to live. I have to live. And it was just so their life would suck again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and the the thing like back to, you know, Tina and Mike, if they did it, you know, as her, It's a Wonderful Life, it would be like Mike never existed. He was just a figment of her imagination. He was a um, like a projection of her dream person. Mm hmm and yeah i just think that would be funny
1: now uh ed how funny was it to see terry with a doll (laughs) claiming to be shoes? baby you
3: know you know it was crazy so i was watching i was like watching the episode and then jesseline uh gelsing's name comes on in the corner i'm like no she's not back i was like i thought i missed riot and then she was there i was like
1: oh not was, only was know. she was, there but she was great like oh, crazy she was terry so was back great.
2: i love when she's like and he says Is that she was doll? back she makes will character so much more drunk. interesting
1: <laughs> yeah that was pretty awesome she's on a new showtime show she's on like the new Tudors. the guy that created the Tudors. Is doing a show called Vikings.
2: Is it a period piece?
1: And it's another giant period piece. And she's like Gabriel Bo- Gabriel Byrne's wife or something. Like a big. Oh, that's role exciting. In
3: the show. I'm like really wow. into Norway right
2: she now. She gets to be like medieval <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but Ed, you're
3: into
1: like it. Norway land and Epcot. Like you're not <gasps> into actual Norway.
2: Have you ridden the Maelstr- Maelstrom? Of course he has.
3: <laughs> right? It's like. My- it's my most ridden. It's my most ridden ride of all really? of, that, of all of Disney Worlds. <laughs> I've ridden it no. today, yesterday, and the day before. That's hilarious. I might have been just Escape jokes. Everest
2: or jokes. Everest would have been my most ridden ride. Expedition <laughs> Everest. Expedition. A- yes, Expedition.
3: That's brilliant. Why? Why? What? You're. I feel like you're making fun of my of my Norway. I'm reading no. right now. I downloaded it on my Kindle app. I don't have a real Kindle. I wish I had a real Kindle. A history, a brief, abridged history of Norway. Oh, so like, well, that's great. I'm learning. I'm interested. I'm interested.
2: <laughs> it, is, it is an interesting culture. The, the, the folklore and the history and everything.
3: Especially uh, if you read it with an alien twist. Oh, Continue. my
1: God. <laughs> Ed, what did you think of Artie's uh, Felice Navidad?
3: Um, okay, so when Artie was, like, trying to convince people, I was like, really, Artie, this is the song you're going to choose at this moment to bring everyone all together. This. I was like, we will come together as a group. I was like, (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was fine, but I thought it was, like, totally, like, the wrong song, Joyce it was
1: a little goofy yeah i it felt like the wrong it didn't i don't know it didn't really feel like uh there's a certain point where i think they've run out of christmas songs (laughs) and that they kind of went well what have we not done yet it's like the next christmas album is just gonna be they still haven't
3: done my favorites which is my grown-up Christmas list. They oh them. yeah,
1: Aww. that was like like two years ago. Everyone did a version of my grown up Christmas list. That was like the song for a year, uh, and now it's this Christmas. Everyone does a version of Donnie Hathaway's this Christmas. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, there's we can probably move on to the next storyline. But Artie's was probably my favorite of the episode. I think of all the little vignettes, Artie's was my favorite. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little about Kurt. And uh, and Blaine and the drama surrounding Bert in the interwebs. What are you pointing at?
2: Uh, mole keeper. And oh. honestly, yes, I thought Feliz Navidad was to kind of spark the interest of uh, Mr. Schuster.
1: Oh, you thought that was going to make Mr. Schuster get excited Yes,
2: about. because again, I thought this was the way the entire episode was going to go. And I thought that was somehow going to attract him to it and give him hope again and a will to live and Hmm. finally recognize that his baby is a doll
1: (laughs) that would have been a great moment on the screen (laughs) uh let's listen to another song before we uh duck into the conversation about um uh the guys or yes before we duck into the conversation about new york here is joy to the world another song not in the episode here on the gleeful podcast I honestly have no idea who that was. Does anyone know who that was? That was Unique. Oh, okay. Yes, Unique. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't place that voice. Mm-hmm. I was thinking for a second it was Mercedes, and it's like no, she's yet again the yeah. forgotten character of Glee.
2: <laughs> no, Unique has a much more is a soft, softer, silky voice.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, we haven't really seen Unique in the last episode or no. two, have we?
0: No. Hmm.
1: Uh let's see if we can get Ed back. We lost him again. Let's see Aww. if we can get Ed back. Um Yeah, I'm I'm not in love with that version, but uh it's it's kinda neat. I
2: don't know. Well I didn't hear enough of it. And I think if we had seen it performed live mm. and, you know, got to see her, you know, really presented on stage, I think it would have been a little bit different. but uh, I like it. Yeah, true, it. true. I I I really like Unique's voice.
1: Uh, so we found out that uh, Bert went to visit Kurt in New York, and that he has prostate cancer. The character that continued to punish the poor Bert Hummel. Ugh. Apparently, he's punished for being the greatest dad ever. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bert brought back uh, our, our good buddy Blaine to New York, who's Aww. been in New York quite a bit now. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a cool. It was cool to see them back. I mean, it's so fun to have Bert on the show. Like, yeah. Mike O'Malley is just a fun guy to have on the show.
2: And this made sense. I mean, having him, again, <laughs> as the greatest dad ever to show up with a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve to make sure his son has the best Christmas in New York. Mm-hmm. And then for them to go out and, and, and stroll the streets. I, th- I mean, this didn't feel as contrived as some of the people going back at like Homecoming or even before that this, <laughs> this was a, a really nice cameo and I thought really well done Yeah, and I like the way that you know he broke it to him
1: yeah it was, it was sensitively done uh, and it seems like he's trying to bring Blaine in as like a support network like if I you know I'm not around right. Blaine has your back Ed uh, the return of Bert Hummel on Glee what did you think Do we have no Ed? I see him I see him there do we lose Ed again it's still (laughs) poor Ed this is two weeks in a row I feel horrible uh well Ed oh and here he comes he's gonna try to connect again um here I'm gonna pause it real quick and we'll see if we can get Ed back and I'll try uh some fancy stuff we'll be right back and Ed what did you think of uh what did you think of the Hummels in New York
3: I mean, I thought it was really cute, and I believe, like, it wasn't even, like, a leap of faith as you guys were kind of talking about, at least that's what I thought you were talking about, saying, <laughs> and, and, like, I believe the whole thing, it's just, like, Bert wanted Klain more than Klain wanted Klain. <laughs> Either one of Klain, it even felt like, even, even Blaine didn't even want Klain as much as Bert did.
1: I think that was my struggle with this particular episode or with that particular storyline in the episode was it kind of felt unresolved. Um, I mean, whether or not, you know, even if it was like, I'm not ready to forgive you yet, but I'm trying or like, I'm not ready to forgive you yet, but I'm still glad you're here. um, you know, there were a lot of ways they could have gotten some kind of a resolution on it. And this was kind of nothing at all. And, and uh, Kurt was hard to read in this well, one.
2: Well, I think he's guarded. The impression I get is that he's guarded and he doesn't want to get caught up in the emotion. And He's caught up in the emotion of the holidays. He finds out his dad is sick. And, you know, he sees the love of his life that he was deeply hurt by. And whom he deeply hurt as well. So I think there was like a lot of emotions and a lot of just, you know, I don't know, caution. That's the impression I got is that it wasn't for lack of feeling, it was just very controlled.
0: Hmm. Well, let's uh, I, mean, I think that's how I would feel.
1: Let's uh listen to a voicemail we have one that pertains to this particular topic.
0: Hi podcasters, this is Marie. Okay, so Important question. Does Blaine have parents? I'm seriously starting to think he might be an orphan, because he doesn't, or he hates them so much he doesn't spend the holidays with them. I don't know. That was weird to me. Um, but I really liked this episode. It was fun. My favorite part was the um, It's a Wonderful Life part, Uh especially um, Terry and the baby doll that, like, I died. That was the best part. Oh, my gosh. I loved it so much. And, but I am disappointed that they didn't bring up if Quinn still got pregnant or not. And if she still had the baby somewhere. Like, I feel like that should have been Quinn's baby in Terry's arms, because that would be a nightmare. It'd be worse if she was trying to take care of her real child. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't care for the Britney Sam stuff because they are, they're just making him too dumb. Way too dumb. He would at least know who Indiana Jones is with all his impersonations. He could impersonate him. Anyway, that I really don't know what to say. It was awesome though.
1: All right. Bye. Yeah, I had the same observation when we were watching the episode of what happened to Blaine's parents. Like
2: <laughs> I know, you said that to me and I was like, "Oh. It never occurred to me." <laughs> but I totally agree about the whole Sam thing. They're making him way dumber than he ever was.
1: Yeah. And it
2: was cute and all, but yeah. I think unnecessary.
1: Was there anything more we want to say about Kurt and and uh oh Kurt is how they're being referred to now in wow. the ch- in the chat room currently. Uh, is there anything else we want to say about Kurt or should we just move right on to uh uh to what are they called S- uh Sam Sitney, Sidney? Sam S- Sidney? Sam Sidney?
3: Something like that? Uh Ed any last thoughts on
1: Kurt? I
2: don't I don't I don't, th- or I
3: don't see I'm frustrated that there was no resolution, but hopefully that means there'll be a payoff later.
2: Yeah. Are you talking about like with with Kurt and Blaine?
3: With, I mean, with Kurt and Blaine, then like all this, all those rumors flying around about uh, the the new the new person being cast. So yes. I just
2: I haven't heard rumors.
1: Yes, there are rumors about a new male uh, love interest being for cast.
2: Blaine or Kurt?
1: Uh, for uh, well, I'm. I think they're saying for Kurt, but we'll find out. It's all very yeah. still rumors at this point, so we don't want to get too
3: spoilerific. Um, well, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. saying it's a new pers- past is not very spoilery. Yeah, just that.
1: yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, the the lack of resolution bothered me. Kurt or Blaine said a couple weird things. Like Blaine was like, "Hey, I just want you to know, even if we're not uh, in a relationship, we'll always be there for each other," which kind of is what a stalker says. And it's also kind of presumptuous. I mean, if he was like, I just want you to know that even if we break up. Oh, it's Bram. That's what it is. Uh, Even if if Blaine said, you know, I just want you to know if we ever break up, I'll still be here for you. She'd be like, oh, that's sweet. But (laughs) instead he's like, we'll be there for each other. Well, to (laughs)
2: me, honestly, the way I took that was you know when somebody's trying to let somebody down gently you know we'll always be friends punch punch in the arm you know I'll always be here for you wink wink nod don't keep
1: punching me I know
2: I'm like Why do you keep I'm, my- I'm just I'm just not punching just driving
1: the point home
2: you know you've never said to anybody you know I really like you let's be friends I'll always be there for you no matter what you need just call
1: um certainly not to an ex good lord <laughs> It okay. The, it was like, "Hi, um my number?" Yeah, no. Changed. I'm lose <laughs> <Unlisted. that. laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, but let's talk a little bit care. about Bram. Uh, you know the the This was another the, I think the struggle I had was when they intermix these things, like when they intermix the Madness of Bram and then the sweetness of Klain, um, it kind of works. But when you get them in like isolated chunks, um, yeah. it was a little harder to go from like the tone of one to the tone of the other. Well,
2: they're not equal in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And they really are dumbing Sam down way too much.
1: They've, they've dumbed him down quite a bit. That said, there were some like there were lots of really good jokes in this one. And my God, like when, when Brittany said, uh, I, I, I knew you were something special when you did a rich little impression and then told me it was a rich little impression and then told me who rich little was. And like six people got that joke. Like six, um, like no, no one knows who rich little is in 2012, (laughs) especially not the kids watching Glee. I, I thought that was hilarious uh you know the stuff about like the crazy you know the the, the crazy eagle gods and stuff right, right. totally worked for me um this that was definitely a plot line that I liked a lot better the second time uh the first time I was just kind of oh this is stupid and I'm not yeah.
0: getting
2: it and it was it was it was cute but you're right it didn't deserve I think the same amount of time or weight or investment and and and, and and no, the puppy person, I am not serious <laughs> at all.
1: She's pointing just, at
2: me I was just, you know, waiting for, you know, a, a sign of recognition. That's
1: all. <laughs> um, Ed, what did you think of Bram? Do you, do, does, do you think they've dumbed down Sam too much? Or, or how do you feel about them as a couple?
3: Well, yes, they are dumbing down Sam a lot. But in all fairness, like, they they thrown Sam around to lots of people. There was a time that I thought he was with Quinn. There was a time I thought he was Mercedes. I was a time I thought he was with Santana. At <laughs> least, at least with Brittany, they're like committed. So yeah. I, I I for I forgive their mistakes because they're like, well. This is where the this is where the chips have landed, and now it, now it kind of makes sense. So so yes, but it's okay. That that's a, such a good point. Like.
1: Sam has been kind of just the romantic foil whenever we needed, you know, whenever we had a character who was a little neglected and needed a little love, Sam was like, I'll be your boyfriend. Or when we needed to make someone jealous, Sam is, I'll be your boyfriend. But, the, the you know, this is an actual relationship for Sam with someone who genuinely likes him. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's nice to see something happening there. I don't hate well, them as a couple at all.
2: I don't. I don't either. I just was hoping that he would be a little bit more of a strong lead for him and he, for her. But then, okay, you're right. We haven't seen that much of him. Maybe he's always been this stupid. And we never knew. <laughs> they, well, they've they I mean, dumbed they, him they down We down never we well. never
3: discussed his life. We only really <laughs> discussed <laughs> his
2: his his trudy lips his ability oh my god sing. you know what i
3: didn't talk about last week that i want to talk about so bad his <laughs> locker was full of chapsticks okay no, no! It wasn't? i totally missed that no 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 he's when he opened his locker last week episode his locker was had 10 chapsticks in it
2: oh my that's awesome and then, and then
3: Brit- i'm loving what they're doing with the lockers this year Brittany's locker had cheerleader today i feel like the lockers this year they've been so killer it's like such a good <laughs> so good and i i bravo
0: <laughs> awesome. wow that's good uh hashtag yeah,
3: locker
1: humor the, the yeah i mean the the, the Mayan apocalypse storyline i thought was kind of funny that they found a way to fit it in no maybe am angry angry, with
3: the is, horn, you be yeah. angry about that is that the kurt and blaine storyline happened first and that when it was already christmas in the kurt Blaine storyline oh so you know, that that's me an so interesting angry. point.
1: If we'd started with the Bram storyline and then went to the Clains, I'm a 33-year-old man that's saying these things. People. Good Lord. If we started with the Bram storyline and then went to the Clains storyline, I think that might have worked a little better. I think you're onto something, Ed. Like, th- I think the episode would have flowed a little bit better if From, like, they went in that From, serious to
3: more serious, I would be okay with that. Yeah,
1: and if they'd put... The Puckerman storyline in the middle because the Puckerman storyline was another thing that seemed to like lose two days randomly in the middle where they just, yeah. you know, they were like, hey, let's drive to California from freaking Ohio in a motorcycle in the winter. In winter.
3: <laughs> time. And then okay. they're just
1: suddenly at Paramount Studios like it's around the corner, which admittedly for them it is because they shoot there. <laughs> but I <laughs> totally... I, I mean, yeah, that was... You're totally right, and I think that would have helped the episode a lot to just reorder the, the sequence of events. Um,
3: yeah, I thought... See, yeah. I was okay with this being, like, all vignettes that were, like, not necessarily related. Like, I would have been cool... It would have been cool... I don't know if you guys watch Futurama, but they do... Uh, they're for their season finales, they do, like, a bunch of short stories that are unrelated, and, like, usually lots of characters die. Anyways, it... <laughs> anyways if they would have did the sam Britney storyline and then the mind apocalypse would have came true that would have been awesome in my opinion and then like but then just like go immediately into the Artie storyline like <laughs> ignore that that didn't really happen but you saw what would have happened if that happened that would be i i i like that i think that would have
1: be uh i think that would have been pretty awesome to to play it like that uh and to mix it up you know there's it's when you have the serious stuff followed by the funny stuff it it you know it's not really respectful to the funny stuff i want to see uh, uh i want to <laughs> see them play it correctly you know <laughs> as opposed
2: to be not respectful to the serious stuff <laughs>
1: um so yes uh, Bram storyline uh jennifer if these world ends on the 21st, mm-hmm. today is the last Monday.
3: It's the the world, world is not ending on the 21st. I'm, like, a believer. I'm, I'm a believer in the mind apocalypse, but I don't believe the world's going to end because people don't know what the freaking word apocalypse means. We're having a conversation here, Ed. <laughs> I was about to make a really funny Garfield
1: joke, and oh. now it's not going to work. Okay. You do it. No, I got nothing. Go on. Um, if the world ends. I had a really good conversation over email with listener Aaron, who's been listening to the show for freaking forever and he's a total rock star and he had said he sent me the email that says i was thinking i would like to see an end of the world episode since it's coming up on the 21st of december um and he sent me all of the songs that should be in the end of the world episode
2: oh my goodness
1: so here's a couple he was saying obviously rems it's the end of the world as we know it <laughs> Should be in that episode. Uh, Tina and Artie would sing it in the choir room when Finn and Mr. When Finn and Mr. Shoe gives it to them as the assignment for that week. And Cordy forces Kitty forces them to spread the word. Uh, Let's see what else is in here. Nina's 99 Balloons in a mashup with Tiffany's. I think we're alone now. Sung by Santana, Rachel and Kurt in their apartment uh, after Santana moves to New York because it's the end of the world. Uh, He also had uh, Chris Brown featuring Justin Bieber's "Next to You," sung by Brody and Rachel on the streets of New York, busking and dancing in front of a crowd. So uh, that was it. Was one of the like he really thought these things through. I thought that was really funny. Um, And uh, and the whole plot of how this episode would come together. Britney Spears "Till the World Ends" was another one, (laughs) uh, which would be sung by the Left Behind Club that Kitty is the president of.
2: So. Wow.
1: <laughs> Pretty awesome. I, I, I had a good time uh, sending back and forth with Aaron on that one, on the end of the world episode. Shall we, uh, shall we move on to the Puckermans? Talk a little bit about the Puckermans. Uh, before we do, let's play a little song here. This is The First Noel, another song off the Christmas album, Volume 3, that it was not used in the episode, though this was sung a cappella in the episode. Here's The First Noel on the Glateful Podcast
0: shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night.
1: So we had the Puckermans. Uh, Noah came back to talk to Jake. Their mothers met Aisha Tyler. Yeah. Guested on the episode to play Jake's mother. Um, and, uh, and you know, the, the, uh, Jennifer Puckermans, the Puckermans. reunion of the two Puckermans and their mothers. What did you think of the Puckermans?
2: I thought it was nice. I, you know, I, I agree with you. the The segment in L.A. was a little drawn out. Um, did we need to see, you know, Puck or, you know, Noah have the, the emotional breakdown or, or, uh, breakthrough and that, like, he was opening up about being sad out there and lonely out there and now things were working out the way he wanted. I mean, I kind of thought it was supposed to be more about Jake, but it's fine. I don't know. (laughs) It was okay. I enjoyed it. I feel like it was a little too long. Again, I don't think it deserved as much time and attention based on some of the other subjects that they were tackling.
1: For me, it was my least favorite of the episode. I, yeah. It was my least favorite of all the sequences. And I just don't um, know how that,
2: they would carry it through. Like we yeah. we can see how all the other sequences we can understand how that's going to now transition and roll out through the rest of the season or even entire series. But you know, for this, I'm like, okay, it was nice. No, yeah. the
3: truth what's what the take home from that is that that puck's moving back to Ohio. Cool, that's totally the take home. True. Totally.
2: I mean that that's his. You know that's the opening for him to come back.
1: Yeah, it, and still they're all they're all going to end up in Ohio, <laughs> like one way or another. They're mm-hmm. all coming back to Ohio. the The problem for me in this one was I thought the sequence in Lima with the two moms was so good. That it really bothered me how incredibly lame the sequence in Los Angeles was. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I thought their um, Hanukkah, on ha- Hanukkah, on Hanukkah song was just kind of stupid. And it felt like a dream sequence. Like Glee dances around the concept of like where it's just going to be goofy and unbelievable. But as I've always said, as long as it's within the confines of McKinley High School, and really, Lima, Ohio, we pretty much forgive them just about anything as far as a suspension of disbelief. But as soon as they went to LA, I'm kind of, it was like that one step too far, you know? And now there's like strangers on the street. Like for some reason, when. Uh, Sam is singing, and all the cheerleaders show up, and they start dancing around him. I'm like, "Oh, it's Glee!" But when they're on the Paramount lot, and a bunch of randos are dancing around them, I'm suddenly like, "Whoa, this is unbelievable." Yeah. Well, mean, you
3: you've been there. I yes. mean, in all fairness, I'm yeah. sure that's why. In all fairness, that's I right? know
1: exactly where they were. That's correct. i have been the Paramount lot. A couple like times.
3: I think, <laughs> like I think you're being a little extra harsh on them, right? No, now. I mean,
1: I just. I I I like the concept that within the confines of McKinley High, anything is possible.
3: No, I mean I think within the confines of Glee, anything is possible. You mm. think bigger picture here.
2: All right,
1: Jennifer, any opinion on uh, on the Los Angeles sequence?
2: I my mind drifted quite a bit on it, so it, it didn't it didn't capture me. I I was not emotionally or. Um, artistically invested in it <laughs> Not the right word for that but yeah i just I, it was okay
1: i did quite like the uh uh the stuff with their moms though. but i didn't Thought like you know
2: sweet. i was i was a little offended you know i have to admit when about puckerman uh when puck you know talked bad about the valley oh <laughs> I thought you would know exactly what I was talking about. Sorry, yes, I'm like waiting for you to... But
1: the the writers are definitely unloading <gasps> on Los Angeles with Puck's plotline. Yeah. He insulted Hollywood Boulevard. He's insulted the Valley. Yes. He insulted, uh, he insulted screenwriters. So thanks for that. Uh, oh, yeah. He's pretty much laid into, like, everything we enjoy and in that plotline.
2: <laughs> you know, and says the only way to be successful successful in Hollywood is to be either Jewish or gay. Like, well... Thanks. <laughs>
1: no, Actually, well, thank you. Maybe yeah. I should go out to L.A. Actually, that <laughs> one's, one's kind of correct. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. so uh, let's let's roll right in, because we are re- running a little long, and we'll talk real quick about Marley and her mother, whose name is apparently Oh, my God, I totally, Molly? you know what? I forgot about so... that
3: sequence. You know what's crazy? No. I totally just, now you said, it, I'm like, it all playing and came back to me. No, oh, yes, that happened.
1: It was, again, it was like, Anytime there's an anthology, um, which this episode was effectively an anthology, like, you know, anthology TV shows, anthology movies, anthologies in general, there's always one sequence that you forget, and it's almost always the last one. Mm. (laughs) And there's something about anthologies that, like, they always wear their welcome out one sequence before they're over. And this episode was kind of the same way. By the time we got to Marley and Sue, I was kind of done with the episode and i was ready for it to end uh, but it was a sweet plot line and we got to see yeah. sue be sweet apparently sue is um totally vulnerable to christmas because sue it's always turns tonight. around at yeah. christmas
2: <laughs> yeah i mean it was i thought it was really well done and you know the fact that she was not only just swept up by the you know the holiday or christmas spirit she she truly felt for another single mom, and I I, I mean to me that was very believable and in very sweet.
1: Yes, I it was it was a nice it was a nice story. It right. was I mean it was a nice story. If it had been earlier, I wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have grown bored of it. Yeah. Uh, Ed Marley Sue and Molly, Marley's mother, who I believe is named Molly.
3: Um, I thought. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought it was a very sweet sequence and I, I mean, I'm, it's like, it's weird that they like have characters that you're like, oh, we just give up on them and they're like interesting. Oh, and then I, I guess Marley's mom is interesting. I it just, I just, it just, she felt like a character that we we're only going to see once. And <laughs> so, so, it, like, yeah. so I struggle like i guess it's parents of glee kids like you're like you just accept like besides the bird exception you only see them once so yeah.
2: Yeah. so it just it's like wow, weird so to see true. her but over according and to over the, again you know according to britney and sam though she was a delight and they weren't going to say anything bad about her
1: that is a running joke on the show how no one can find a bad thing to say about it is, marley it is except funny. for marley Yeah. Um, Yes. uh, Marley's mother's name is Millie. Thank you, chat room. Um, (laughs) Yes. It is kind of funny how everyone's like, no, I think you're delightful. Or when Sue is doing her, like, Like, and you, like,
3: like you nice with you your, your perfect perfectly cheekbones. good blue eyes. Yes. Yes. And I like
1: how w- that was a great moment where Sue's trying to insult Marley and she's like, "Yeah, and you with your perfect blue eyes." Then she kind of goes, "What am I saying?" Like, I'm totally <laughs> what failing. What are this. these words? How <laughs> are nice words coming out of my mouth? Yeah, so uh but uh yeah, that's about all I have for the Christmas episode. Um Jennifer, anything else about the Christmas
2: episode? Did we forget? No. No, I really I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Ed, and, Christmas uh, episode. Yeah.
3: It Sorry. was very good. <laughs> it was the best Christmas episode to date.
1: I can't remember the last one. I <laughs> <laughs> I liked it again. Uh, I didn't like it the first time I watched it, but I really no. liked it the second time and now. No, I that's definitely... what the
3: last one, last last season. Last season was the one where they made that where they had that they made that Christmas special for cable TV.
1: Oh god, that one was bad. Oh, yes. Okay. It, was, it was like the Judy Garland Winner. show. Dude season four is kicking ass right now. Like season I four is you on a damn season four is the new season
2: one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to make a t-shirt that says, I told you season four is a new season one, Ed. <laughs> That'd be so good. And uh, I bet we
2: could sell it to all of the writers and producers and directors yeah. Of Glee. <laughs> no, yeah, we just, we just give it to
3: the cast when you see them at conferences. And they're <gasps> no, like, you're yes! right. When
2: we go to Comic-Con, we can, like, give them to Ian Brennan. <laughs> exactly. This is for
3: you, Ian, as you No, where? No, I mean, if, Oh, my God. Do you know what the best, yeah, give the best part, part about it is? Girls yes. It's tiny. God, I bet if we get so it into tiny. the right person's hands. We could theoretically get Piano Guy to wear it in the background. Oh, Brad. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. <laughs> How awesome would it be to be watching an episode and have Brad just playing without mentioning it? And his T-shirt says, I told you, season four is the new season four. The, okay.
2: The next time we go to the NoHo Lemley, the NoHo Seven, we'll just bring it.
3: We,
0: so we didn't we, we're we're so like, gonna did gonna
3: talk do after the episode.
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to bring a T-shirt. It'll be in my bag. And I will give it to him. And I'll say, excuse me, Brad. This is for you.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Or I'll just write it
2: in a note because I don't want to say words. Because <laughs> you don't. I don't I don't want to shatter the illusion. <laughs> yes. I know, Brad, like, you he don't talk the illusion. very much.
1: <laughs> uh, except on your own terms, Brad.
2: <laughs> that was really funny. That was uh, <laughs> really funny when they did that last week.
1: <laughs> well, uh, if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. Find the website at gleefulpodcast.com. And we're on Twitter at gleeful podcast i'm at josh burnell she's at jenny Be creative he's at edward giordano you can find us on uh facebook just search for gleeful podcast and you can get some t-shirts on the website the britney bingo t-shirt is almost sold out uh and uh yes um ed would you like to thank any itunes reviewers
3: yes yes i would um we have one new one from pdx listener thank you so much for viewing us
1: very cool great city um and that is, is about—is that, that Portland? PDX? That's, yeah, PDX is Portland. Um, hey,
3: calm down. Nice I'm from, yeah, from Midwest. I don't know these things. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.
1: There, I'm there could be an abbreviation for Indiana, and I would never know.
2: I think it's IND. Okay. Indianapolis. Okay. Cool.
1: Uh, apparently, the next episode is entitled "Naked," so boys and girls get excited for that conversation. Uh, for the wow. Gleeful Podcast with Josh Jen, and Ed, I'm
2: Josh. I'm Jen.
3: I'm Ed, and season four is the new season. Good <laughs> <laughs> night, everyone. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us.
1: Apparently I'm wrong. The next episode is called the same time.